This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Mark. And we were discussing uh, before the show the various impacts that responses to the coronavirus has had. And one of these is that Universal Studios has moved to an all-digital distribution what exactly yeah. does that mean? Well, I haven't actually done and, you know, gone to their website and, and ordered this, but I have heard people talking about it. Um, from what I understand, it was, I think they're charging $20. So for a first run movie, uh, it, the, the one that they started with was called Trolls 2. I've never heard of Trolls 1, but apparently it was successful it's enough animated. to make a second one. Yep. Um, but like, you know, the little troll dolls that you might have seen when you were growing up or whatever. That those are the characters. And anyway, this was like, they would have released it in theaters, but theaters were closed down all across the United States by government fiat saying you have to close these businesses. And so rather than... So to make than, sure I understand, what they've done is they've created their own version of Disney Plus or whatever for their own movies. Basically. Right. Yeah, okay. they've got their own streaming service. and Because that's what we needed, right? Was yet another streaming service. Well, they may end up teaming up with other streaming services like, you know, offering a deal to Netflix or something like that. And who knows what we'll see with other companies. But Universal presumably is doing this themselves or maybe they've white labeled, you know, maybe they maybe Netflix did the, the back end guts of the system for them, but they white labeled it for Universal. I don't know. Uh, but regardless, you can go and you can drop 20 bucks, which if you think about it, as far as like a family is concerned, that's a good deal. I mean, you know, it's a good you, deal for a movie. That's what I mean. But um, I mean, at the same time, I sort of agree with Aria here is is that, you know, the streaming thing was supposed to be a really low cost alternative to cable. Right. Like you, you get the Amazon Prime or you get the Netflix. You pay eight, nine, ten dollars a month. And yes, but I'm not done yet, Ian. Okay. <laughs> eight, nine, ten dollars a month. And then you got all the content that you could possibly enjoy. And mm-hmm. that's great. It's awesome. And then. You know, Netflix and then Amazon and then Hulu and then, uh, you know, then you got to get Universal. Then yeah. you got to have Disney Plus. And, you know, I'll bet you Disney Disney no longer releases a single darn movie to Netflix and sure. and Amazon. And, oh, and now we're right back to the cable bill at eight, at $50 a month because uh, cable get, for $50 a month. No, not for all the channels you're talking about. It'd be well, at least $100 a month. For at cable. this point, cable has not yet reached quite reached its pinnacle, but I'll bet it's right there at like the price pinnacle. And then it's going to go. Because mm-hmm. people don't care anymore, they're not getting their distribution. Old people are the same way that we read, uh, you know, as, as recently as a f- ten years ago, we read an we read an article on air about somebody that was still renting their home telephone from AT and T, which was known at the time as <laughs> Bell. Wow. Um, and they were old. And they were old, you know, they'd gotten this phone, and back then in 1964 or whatever, uh, you had to rent a phone because you couldn't buy one because you everything was a monopoly through Ma Bell. And yeah, I mean, there's still going to be some of that around with cable, but they're not going to be able to get that kind of money that they were getting at one point, where if you want the whole viewing experience, this, you know, 672 channels or whatever, you had to fork out a hundred bucks a month, and, you know, that's that's... That's changed. I suspect that even if you did get all the major streaming services, it would still be less than it would cost to get all the cable packages. It would uh, because Disney package. owns Hulu and they provide it in a bundle uh, for like twelve ninety nine. So it's not that bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Netflix is relatively cheap, but Amazon Prime Video has its own cost. 
And Netflix's content, it sucks. They have it? yeah, they okay. have almost no shows, no movies. This is why they're pushing their original content so hard because okay. I don't know. Yeah, you watch way more movies than I do, but I I've got more movies on my Netflix list than I'll ever be able to watch in my lifetime. Yeah, but isn't your Netflix you still get it delivered via like a CD? Yeah, I get the DVDs and the, <laughs> or the Blu-rays mostly. Netflix may not still have a lot of those movies by the time you get around to watching them. I don't know about that, but and, uh, I mean, they got a physical copy of the thing. So, I mean, you're saying they're gonna they have to send them back or something like that? I don't know how the disc. I, I didn't even know that Netflix still offered that. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I do it. I mean, I just sit on the discs for like three months. So I'm a ter- I'm the, I'm the customer they love, right? Like I don't actually watch any of the movies hardly. But uh, regardless, what I was saying here, and Ari is backing me up, is that if you add together the costs of these streaming providers, you probably aren't even getting to fifty bucks a month. And your typical cable subscription, you talk to cable customers they're paying 80 90 100 120 or more well, uh per month for those cable channels you so can it's get the basic basic cable for like you know 30 40 50 dollars a month yeah that's the, the first 20 channels right and mm-hmm. i'm not and, and at that point that's all the content that you could watch and when i had my it's not all the content you want to watch that's you have true. a much greater selection from companies like netflix and, yes and hulu and things like that well right and, and on demand i went to amazon prime and i was like this is so great not only do i get this uh, delivery mm-hmm. that's you know that i wouldn't pay for on its own mm-hmm. but with it i get this channel where i can watch all the stuff i could possibly watch and I can buy some movies that I want to see, sure. you know, and those kind of things. And that was really awesome. I liked all that experience. So but, when did it go sour for you? Well, what I'm trying to say, I then Disney Plus came out. Okay. And Disney Plus likely is, you know, my guess is that the um, Avengers Endgame is the last Avengers movie that you're going to be able to buy on Amazon Prime because... Mm-hmm. Why would Disney Plus give up their content to another provider and take a piece of the pie when they could just sell pies? And that sounds like an intellectual property problem to me rather than an objection to a distribution system. Well, I I would agree. The distribution system has all kinds of inherent intellectual property problems problems i mean but the problems you're describing are you complaining because you have to go to a different place to get the thing you want to see than the place you've gone previously that's what you're complaining about you're you're mad because you have to go to a different place and you have to pay an entry fee into that place yeah i'm I'm mad about like at some point in the relatively near future i'm guessing that year is going to be 2021 there's going to be enough distribution platforms that you're like well you know universal put out this movie and sony put out this movie and uh disney put out this movie and then that's it like you've got to go through all these big providers to be able to see these movies and mind you i i am watching something on netflix right now called last kingdom and it's awesome well you know what the solution is the solution will be to do again what we did in the early 2000s which is just torrent the things if they want to make it this complicated, yep. this expensive, just torrent them. Yeah, They're all on happen. the Pirate Bay, so go there. Yep. Don't have to worry about Netflix and the insane intellectual property that created this mess in the first place. Agreed. I think that's what will probably happen. Okay, so to come back to your original question, Ari, about like what are they doing – I, again, I don't know which website it is. I haven't looked that deeply into it. I presume Universal has their own site, or maybe Universal they did team Studios. up. Universalstudios.com. 
You've been you looked at it. That's yeah, where they're I went doing there the when we were talking about it. Yeah. Okay. So you can stream 1917 here. Yep. Candyman, the Invisible Man. Yep. What they Last did was Christmas. they started out. Uh, they started out with trolls, and they did the the few that you just mentioned, which I guess had already been out for like a week or two. So they yeah, were I in saw theaters. 1917 in the theater. Right. So they were in theaters for like a moment, and then the theaters shut down. So they said, well, we already had these in theaters. We'll put these out, and we'll do uh, the trolls two exclusively just on this platform and i don't know what they've come out with since then i don't know if they've kept coming out with movies yeah i don't know if anything's exclusive on this platform i'm just telling you what i'm seeing on the website but this was enough for amc theaters to make the announcement that they are no longer going to play ball with universal according to cnbc.com the by the way they're the world's largest movie theater operator for the moment and they said today they would no longer play universal studios films or said it yesterday in their theaters globally (laughs) we're shut down and we're not playing any movies right but we're not going to play Your universal's movies. movies i mean it's it's almost it's difficult to say whether or not uh this is a good idea because maybe it will cause universal to back off i doubt it but it looks like a uh a dead man's gamble basically well, yeah i mean universal's making money while amc is making zero yeah uh, the wall street journal reported that the animated sequel to trolls had been more profitable for universal than the original because of its on-demand release now, I'm looking at the press release here from NBCUniversal.com, and it leaves a terrible taste in my, in my mouth. Now, which NBC the, Universal, uh, a press release from January 16th, okay. unveils Peacock, a free, premium, ad-supported Peacock. streaming service with subscription tiers. And just, that's where they're showing the movies? Yes. Okay. Just loaded with buzzwords. It's free. It's premium. It's supported by ads. <laughs> it has subscription tiers. All of it. <laughs> 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Or check out the Discord server at discord.freetalklive. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Mark. And Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com that allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash using dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. So finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Again, that's local.bitcoin.com. Now we're talking about the this rift between AMC and Universal Studios and we looked into it a little bit more during the break. Uh, this mm-hmm. Peacock thing is the Universal Studios streaming service that is going to be coming online in sometime in July. Right. And we also learned that uh, the streaming platform, as far as how to watch Trolls 2 or uh, The Invisible Man or the two other movies that they're, they're currently offering in streaming, is not actually run by Universal. They've teamed up with what appears to be at least seven different companies. So YouTube's got the movies, uh, what was it? I don't have it in front of me. Prime Video, Google Play, Fandango Now, Xfinity, which is Comcast, and a couple of others, Apple TV. Noticeably so, absent is Netflix. Netflix is not there. They must not have been able to cut a deal with them for whatever reason. 
but essentially what the story is saying is that Universal has made more money on Trolls 2 than they did on the original, and they are attributing that to the on-demand release. So Yeah. Uh, it used to be that uh, when you know uh, Skippy the soccer dog came out and went straight to video, that that was bad. But now, sure. um, the mm-hmm. you know with this, just it's been long enough that big screen TVs have been something close to free at Walmart. <laughs> uh, you know, so is it capitalism wonderful? As you were pointing out earlier, you know, used to just fifteen twenty years ago, you wouldn't find one of these big screen televisions in someone's home unless they were upper middle class at least i remember my um you know sort of rich friends yeah my rich friends had one and it was probably a 45 inch screen tv nothing huge by today's standards but you know there were these uh things that you had to watch special in order to see the hd effects you know and usually it was some kind of nature scene and you could really see in there it's like wow this is great it's Kind of like watching an aquarium, you know, like everything's so vivid and real. This is better than real life. I love it. And now everybody's got that. And well, I mean, and then some. It, the 4K televisions now completely dwarf the 480p ones that were running around then. Right. Um, I mean, I got one for, I think, $500. It was a, a 55 inch from Walmart. 10 years ago that the speakers blew out on probably four years ago and i a friend of mine gave me his used surround sound system because he was upgrading so this was a the cheapest low cost system that you could get so i'm sitting here with this old junk and it's great i mean it's a it's a huge experience because it's that 780 whatever p um you know i mean it's as it's as good as you need as far as i'm concerned but every time i see the blu-ray i'm like oh yeah that's a little better um i did pull up some of the differences here so there's another story that goes into uh what the the business is between movie theaters and companies like universal and now these new deals with the streaming companies in universal and they're saying it's a huge difference so uh, according to the story at CNBC.com, Trolls World Tour, which is the sequel, the one that they're talking about here, uh, was made as a digital rental on April 10th for 19.99. So as we were pointing out, you got a whole family, you're going to yep. save money by by renting this. So even though, like for a single person, 19.99 is like, well, that's a lot of money. I don't want to spend that kind of money on just watching a movie uh, by myself. But if you got three, four people sitting in the room, they don't care how many people you've got in the room. They don't know how many people you've got. In the room so right. now you're talking about you know what would you spend if you laura and jack were to go out to the movies what are you going to be dropping even in, even in Keene, let alone like new york city or or boston or something like 35 dollars at least yeah. right that's if that's if you like maybe don't get the candy and the popcorn right. and the drinks well right? yeah i mean sometimes laura breaks weak and then jack can tuck her into popcorn and candy yeah but um no i mean you know then usually up to 50 bucks if i go to see a movie on my own she sends me with a bag of carrot sticks yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Plus, I sneak if you go in. to the movies, you got to deal with a room full of packed people. Half of them will be talking, crying children, yeah. the uh, whole thing. I never had so, that particular experience. Yeah, but you it. talk to people on the airplane, and no. you can't pause the movie <laughs> to go to the bathroom or whatever. Right? right. So there's all kinds of reasons. So so with a with that twenty dollar price tag, they racked up nearly a hundred million dollars in rentals, and it, you know we're still not even done with a month here. Right? It's been three weeks. Uh, said a person familiar with the deal. Now, while this figure is smaller than the $153.7 million that the first Trolls film collected at the box office, the revenue that Universal secured from this 
was uh, was actually about the same for the two films. Now, according to the story, the theaters typically take about 50% of box office sales, okay. depending on the deal that was struck with the studio. Sometimes the theater might take a little less, but so Trolls only deposited around $77 million of the total $150 or, and change million from the right. first Trolls. But by comparison, Universal retained about 80% of the digital rental numbers. Mm. Yeah. So they actually pulled in more, even though the movie itself didn't gross as much as its predecessor. Universal made more because of the arrangement with the streaming providers. They don't have to pay as much. There's not as much overhead, right? Like they don't yeah. have to rent a building and, you know, have all these employees cleaning up and you know, there's huge costs to running a movie theater. This right. is a positive thing. You know it is. Well it's the inevitable um of what was going to occur and um, I guess my my next question it's been is, hastened by what situation. are we going to do with all of these empty movie theaters? Because it's quite possible reading this news story Put home plays in them that the movie theaters that we current that, that were set shut down temporarily, like it's quite possible Donald Trump killed movies. Well, I don't know if it was Trump. I mean, it was the governors around the United States that made these these crackdowns. Uh, don't you think that I Trump mean, has supported? this but right I first mean, it was like yeah now we got to shut down and then yeah okay but and, the the bar and liquor industry will survive it will carry on yes so means- movies killed movies well look this is something that you could argue was coming but it's not over yet i mean these theaters are mad and amc is now going to cut off business with universal nbc which is a subsidiary of comcast AMC. That's a big producer of movies i don't know how um you know i mean I don't know amc how many is the biggest theater chain on the planet yeah quote amc believes that with this proposed action to go to the home and theaters simultaneously universal's breaking the business model and dealings between our two companies mm. said their chief executive officer so again it's that whole we were here first we we were you know your number one go-to we yeah. made we made you billions of dollars the first wives club yeah and <laughs> i gave you, you the best years of my life <laughs> universal <laughs> should then tell them okay where is your streaming service then they actually mm. have one AMC does? AMC. I'm looking at their app right now. And well, why didn't they make Universal an offer? Hey, uh, they may have. I think the reason is because nobody uses their streaming service. Yep, because it sucks. That's probably a factor. Probably. I don't know if it sucks they or not. They might have wanted it's, more money, too. It's just that, yeah. you know, it's just another streaming service. And this is what I was talking about in the early part of this is that, you know, everybody's going to have a streaming service and you're supposed to buy them all now. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think this is good. Movies already have to be obscenely profitable to even risk being made at this point. Bringing down the profit they need to make to be successful, Mm. I think, is positive. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com
This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Mark. And the rumors are that Justin Amash is going to seek the Libertarian Party's presidential candidacy. And this seemed likely with sort of the way that Amash was acting compared to... Like a little Gary Johnson, yeah. The other... um, I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, The other sort of... A a little fish in a big pond who wanted to be a big fish in a small pond. Okay, so the Tea Party Republicans out there like Massey and um, Cruz and a variety of them have towed the line to some extent. Amash has basically said, if y'all... Liberty and stuff, right? And I don't know that he has, but he has. I think Massey has probably done that more than Amash. But Massey hasn't really hasn't told the president to go pound sand, whereas Amash certainly has. Okay. Um, and, I mean, Democrats have said the same, and I wouldn't want them to be the yeah. But they're not. President. Democrats weren't likely to run uh, for a presidential campaign against. Uh, like the Democrats weren't going to be Republicans. So Amash was acting like somebody who didn't want to be a Republican. If Amash wasn't going to be a Republican, certainly the Democrats weren't going to take him. In which case, what was he going to do? Which is, it was pretty obvious he was going to run as a libertarian, which I believe I suggested. He sounds like somebody who's going to try to run for president as a libertarian. And it looks uh-huh. like he's going to try to run as a president for, as president for libertarians. And, um, here he's saying something to the effect of he's um, like he wouldn't run if he didn't think he could win. So there well, you go. Before we get too deeply into it, let's go to the phones. We got Larry calling from Indianapolis. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, you know, I want to talk about female journalists. But first, I want to say something. I was out today. And all these medical centers got signs on them, heroes work here. <laughs> people, every time you get, people are, those people don't want to be bothered. They don't want people coming and slobbering all over them. Every time we have something like this, the first responders or anybody involved on the front line that are getting paid to do their job, people start slobbering on them like a damn dog. Anyway, the female journalists. I I watched MSNBC, right, over at my friend's house a little bit today. It's really horrifying to watch these uh, newscasters and the journalists who are out in the field dealing with people and interviewing people because they are coming from a, 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 a totally different perspective, and they don't have any credibility because they're coming from an emotional standpoint. I mean, I looked at them today. I mean, most of them look like. Uh, Larry, I don't are know these what the they same journalists like. who you were saying yesterday look like they were having orgasms? Yes, they have an orgasm when they talk <laughs> to Trump. When they get a tough interview, their hair stands up, their lips get starting acting funny, they start ringing and twisting. They look like they're actually getting off. And some of the men, the same thing. Like that one boy named Jack Lemon. When he talks about Trump, <laughs> he really is he, he's like a rooster. You know, but I tell you, <laughs> this is so incredible. And Dr. Fauci, I've seen him for the first time today. He looks like some big nose. Uh, uh, looks like Groucho Marx. Isn't Jack I mean, Lemon like 
super dead? Uh, no, no, no. no. Don. I think he means Don Lemon or Lemon. Oh, God, yeah, you cannot call boy. black people color. He's black. On the well, air. Yeah, he's he's black. black. I know, but you still can't do that. <laughs> well, come on now. Hey, look. But, uh, people of color I'm, is I'm the currently... Hold on, hold on, Larry. People of color is currently the politically correct terminology. Is it? Boy is not. Like he's black. Say boy. He I'm did. telling you. <laughs> Larry <laughs> said it, not you. <laughs> okay, you just said... I, I'm just, this is a good program because... You let people get their points across. But and I, I think what Larry is- was saying, Mark, is that Don Lemon, or however you pronounce his last name, I Lemon. Lemon. I, I've heard Vincent pronounce it Lemon, so it's the only way I've heard it pronounced, right. but yeah, uh, he, he gets maybe it wrong he's sometimes. French. It's Lemon. It may be, well, he, uh, but he's, he's younger He's younger than you, right, right, Larry? So he's like a I boy to you. How's that now? It's He's younger. You called him a boy. He's younger than he you, right? He is a boy. I thought, hey, you know what I got that from? Oh, when God. I was a younger man, I used to hang around with old men all the time. Uh-huh. And when you call them a boy, that makes them feel young. See what I mean? But I, I, do, I, case, I do not see what you mean. <laughs> well, I'm from a different culture, yeah. but uh, looking at it from a different point of view. But I'm just talking about these female journalists and newscasters. They look horrible on television. Some of them, Some of them are working from home. And they look so wrung out when they get their time to come on camera. They look like they've been watching porn all day. That's what My they goodness. look like. Larry, thank you so much for the call. <laughs> um, I, st- I don't watch a lot of newscasters and journalists. And if, if I can't read about it, then I'm not going to pay any attention to yeah. it. But, um, to Don Lemon, Rachel Maddow, and all the rest of the boys. I mean, like, it's like, <laughs> this is, wow. <laughs> I've certainly never seen what larry is describing <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know like it's really important to understand that larry has a unique perspective on things you can look him up online um i can't remember what his last name is off the top of my head but i think if you look up larry in indianapolis he said it before yeah on the, on um, the air and if you just look up larry in indianapolis and do a google image search you will find um you know really? a picture of a of a black man with a T-shirt that says "slave" on it. There it is. Is, is <laughs> that really Larry from Indianapolis? Um, so he claims. Okay, so he he's, he's famous enough to before. get his Google search up there. Good on him. Yeah. So critics of IPS school board endorsed challengers. Yeah, he goes um, to like city council meetings and speaks and things like that. So he's kind of a a go getter, a, a local celebrity. Yeah. Okay. Well. Let's get back to the story that we were discussing. Yeah, so Justin Amash, I mean, who is this guy, Mark? I mean, you talk about him excitedly, but maybe some people don't know who he is. I've heard he's a representative. Or... Yeah, he's a rep. Uh, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to claim to be a Justin Amash expert or anything like that, but... Well, uh, you're excited about him. He is, right, he's my favorite representative in there. I, I like him the most. Um, now, that's, again, it's like, uh, you know looking around and picking your favorite scab. But, uh, you know, I mean, he gets it, right? He, he understands the ideas of liberty, and he talks about the Constitution. Would he be a representative if he understood the concept of liberty? <laughs> um, Ron Paul It depends did. on how much, how far okay. you have to go, That's right? Fair. Like, there are solutions to the problem that may not be your solutions, right? Like, you have to they understand don't have to be it's my possible. Solutions. Just leave me alone to use my solutions. Sure. Um and I, to the best of best I can tell, he is one of the best at leaving you alone among okay. them. 
Now, admittedly, he has worn the badge of people who have not been so good, but that, you know, I mean, that's... It's what does that mean, he's worn the badge? You're he's about a he's representative. A Republican? He's a Republican. He's a representative and a Republican at one time. Well, there's a Reason.com interview with Amash that was done within the last, I guess, 24 hours. It yeah. was just published today. And he does address, or they do ask him about his position on abortion. There's, they say here that your positions, as I know them, are the Libertarian Party's and the Libertarian Party's platform, as I know it, have a lot of overlap. They're pretty congruent in many ways. A strong exception to that would be abortion. Can you explain your position on that as it intersects with federal government policy? What are your preferences on what the federal government should do or what a Supreme Court should do having to do with abortion? And then he gives a pretty lackluster response He says, well, I'm pro-life, and I believe the 14th Amendment provides a strong federal basis for protecting life. But I think the most important thing the federal government can do is not fund abortion. And I think there's probably broad support for that in the Libertarian Party. And he's probably right about that, but that's basically where it ends. He says to ensure the federal government is not funding abortions because they shouldn't be funding something that is controversial to a million of Americans. But he doesn't say what he thinks they should do. He sort of alludes to it by saying that the 14th Amendment provides a strong federal basis for protecting life. So he suggests that he might want to do something more than not fund it. More on this, Justin Amash, Ken of Worms, in just a moment, and the abortion issue, 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, and you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Mark. And we were just discussing Justin Amash's divergences from the Libertarian Party, one of which seems to be the abortion issue. And Mark, you said you had something you wanted to say about that. Well, so first off, I would I would say that abortion isn't a libertarian issue and the fact that Ian brings it up is obviously it, you know, shows what that shows me is that Amash obviously is pretty darned libertarian if what you're asking somebody is cuz I mean only humans can have human rights, right? And freedom's a human right. I would disagree against the discriminatory language you're using. What? I would say that all living beings have the same rights, human or not. Do you eat meat? Yes, I do. And I recognize that that's a violation of their rights. Excellent. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, we had this discussion. We actually talked about yeah. it last night. Okay. So about I how- agree that animals have rights too. I think that we could have a long, interesting conversation about it. But I did say human rights. And um, what I mean by that is, is that only humans can have human rights. And so if humans only so we humans, just create this club that only the cool kids can get in. I think that there the are rights kids? that would be exclusive to humans because they can claim rights differently than animals can. So, for instance, I would not release those tigers from Tiger King right there in Oklahoma, even though they may deserve well, they to be, be free. Well, they wouldn't be there if their rights had been violated. Just pointing out nothing. They either have rights or they don't. They either need to be released now in Oklahoma, 1,200 tigers, ligers, and and lions roaming about Omaha or wherever, uh, Enid, uh, and gobbling people. That would be a silly solution. Yes, it's a silly solution, right? They should be taken home. But – Let's not forget. No, you cannot. Many of these tigers aren't – they're hybrids of different tigers, so you can't take them home. They have no home. 
All right. So, okay, you've but just their used parents the, have a home. You have just said who will pick the cotton for tigers. Okay, um, they either I, deserve I to I be free or they don't. Yes, and they if they do deserve, deserve to, to be, be free, free, they deserve to be free where they are. No, because they wouldn't be where they are if their rights weren't violated in the first place. They were born in captivity. Yes, because their parents' rights were violated. All right. I don't know how to address this with you. This is absolute <laughs> nonsense. Would you like to talk about Justin Amash and uh, abortion? Or do you want to keep tigers. derailing things? <laughs> you brought this up, Mark. I said humans can have human rights, and you're like, I don't like your discriminatory no, you said, language. You, you yes. did ask a question about whether or not I agree with the statement about human rights. Yes. And I was like, yeah. no, I don't I like said, it. I can, said, can, right, humans can have something to the effect of can only humans have human rights. And then you're like, no, you said can only humans have like like the right to freedom nope, or something not true. like that. I said human rights. I remember specifically. Um, and, and, I, I think you remember wrong. And I think our you... listeners will go back and listen. So going on, making the statement again. I believe that only humans can have human rights. Thus, it would depend on when human life started. Yeah, that and wasn't what you said, but okay, go ahead. I, I disagree. All right. Two um, against one, you lose. Fine. <laughs> that, that's how I expect it to be tonight. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> Get the two loonies on. Um, so only humans can have human rights. Therefore, uh, it matters when human life begins. So Justin Amash's stance that abortion is, uh, uh, you know, killing of a human is consistent if he believes that human life begins at conception. Yeah, and this is the problem with this issue, uh, the abortion issue, when it comes to libertarians, because they don't all agree on what defines a life. Right. They don't all agree on where well, a life Well, because the definition begins. is flawed. And they all have different definitions. They yeah. all have different opinions and you know backings for those opinions. Although I did find a story when looking further at this guy and what his beliefs might be, because again, he didn't really reveal much to Reason.com in the question that they asked. But there's a headline here from 2012, MLive.com, which is a major Michigan news site, uh, apparently, he has lost the support of a group called Right to Life. They dropped him because he voted as present in a vote against defunding Planned Parenthood. So he did not vote yes or no. He voted as present in that case, and that was enough for them to drop him. And they also cited a vote against legislation outlawing sex sex selection abortions as those against the group's position. So a vote by Amash against legislation that would outlaw sex selection abortions, whatever that means. Well, that means that if you want to have a boy or a girl, you would abort babies that weren't of that gender. Okay. Uh, excuse it. me. Sex. Sorry, Aria. <laughs> so, um, but libertarians, they don't agree on this issue, and and it's not really clear what he you know, might actually believe. Would he want to prohibit all abortions? I, uh, I don't know. They just have to agree to disagree in good faith with one another, which well, right. essentially is the Libertarian Party's official position. The best Libertarian position on this issue is for the government to not fund it, which he says he agrees with, and for them to not prohibit it, 
prohibit it, which Reason did not press him about and did not ask him about. Well, um, I think that Ron Paul took the position that states uh, that abortion should be a states' rights issue because mm-hmm. states handle that's a good murder and, for him, murder yeah. and manslaughter, and therefore the question I would have for you is why. Why? Why in the world would a federal politician possibly take, you know, give out their stance if their if their stance is pro-life every issue every time, but they believe that should be done by the states and they're not a state polit- state level politician, why would they say anything more than look, I don't think this is a federal issue. I don't think the federal government should be involved. That's the single best out and frankly, it just shows that they know what their job is. To be deceitful? To try Jeez. to win over the right because to life people? Because people give a damn about this stupid issue. Yes, Let me tell you why they shouldn't give a damn about this stupid he's issue. He's not doing anything about the issue, though. He's just appeasing the right to life crowd while passing it off to somebody else to deal with. He should appease the right to life crowd. They, He agrees with them that it's a human life starts at a certain point. Uh, Amash does, sure. But Ron but, Paul pushing it down to the states is doing nothing. That's what Amash to- is doing, too. Well, well, I haven't, he didn't seen, say that, anything I haven't about, seen that statement. He didn't not that statement, that, but, but that's what it looks like. If he's say if he's voting present and all those sorts of things, he's saying that this is not an issue. Well, that the he's federal- voted on other things. All right, man. I don't know if I want to say that. You know, he seems to fall on the position of the states' rights crowd. It seems more likely. I mean, in the aggregate, the guy is going to be a lot better than Donald Trump or Joe Biden. So certainly, I mean, if if the Libertarian Party nominates him, he's probably going to get my vote. Um, I'm not a, a single issue voter or anything like that. So there are people who the, single issue on that that issue, and, and that's I think why you're right that, you step around that landmine unless it's the one that you really care about. If he had Ron Paul's position on it, I I wouldn't find that to be offensive. Okay, pa- pass it to the states. That's fine. If you know. At least then there's competition. That's what I mean. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If Tennessee wants to ban it, okay. I don't understand why Republicans yeah. take this issue, and, and especially the you know these the, the the Christian conservative types. I don't know why they get this issue all well, bound they're, up. They're in this hypocrites. Issue. They say that life's important to them, and then they dro- drop bombs on people in the Middle East. There are people that are pro-life every issue, every time. They're certainly not terribly consistent. Um, but you know, to me, well, if you're dropping bombs on the Middle East or supporting it, then you're not pro-life. By definition, I, I like the answer I gave to the, in that one crowd when we were at Freedom Fest, and the guy, uh, you know, tries to bring it up and pigeonhole us on the issue. And I'm like, "Look, um, oh, is this the, when we were doing that thing, in, it, that little panel that we the had? little panel yeah. discussion?" And the the guys like, um, you know, wanted wanted to know about it, and I asked him, "Are people who get abortions more or less likely to be statists?" And he said, <laughs> "More likely, a lot more likely to be statists." And I'm like, "Great." So the statists are running a genocide on themselves. Why am I supposed to care? <laughs> yeah. Do I think it's the ending of a human life? I do. But most humans are statists. So I like my chances. So your position terrifies me. So you're okay with the deaths of people as long as they're statists? I don't have the decision. Um, I don't get to make the decision. But if most of the people going to abortion clinics were yes. not statists, if most of the pe- people going to abortion cl- clinics were highly intelligent, um, upper middle class um, uh, libertarians, yeah, I'd be like, gosh, why are we doing this to each other? But that's so not what's was, happening. It's if, not, though. I mean, like, that's fiction. That's science fiction. That's, that's ridiculous fiction, right? So instead of being a genocidal <laughs> compound, it would become a eugenics compound. 
Oh, well, it's just because, you know, presuming uh, that's the case, sure. Whatever. Like, it's okay for the poor and stupid people to go get abortions. But I think these it's fine, upstanding I think white it is eugenics. No. I think it's the, I think it's in fact a eugenics program that has been purported on the poor and stupid. Yes. I don't disagree. Okay. I mean, wasn't that how it was initially founded in the first place? By um, people I hear who that were... there's connections. Yeah. I don't know. I've never looked into them because I don't care that much about the There's issue. this gal, Sanger, and uh, they use her as this, this pivot point, and oh. I don't know. The liberals say great things about her. The conservatives say terrible things about her, and you know, you can go ahead and do your research and come up to your own decision. As far as I'm concerned, once again, it's just not an issue I care that much about. Yeah. And well, we'll... We'll see what Justin Amash really has to say about it. 855-450-3733. This is free. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. And you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. Hey, it's Ian. And Mark. And a lot of Americans are getting sick of staying at home, it would sound like, even though the polls all show that Americans predominantly support staying at home, not ending the lockdown. Maybe maybe that's true, but the polls also showed that Hillary Clinton was going to just hand Donald Trump... The polls are also head. showing that Americans are more worried about their financial uh, financial situation than they are about the disease. So what it seems to be saying is Americans want everybody that they think is weird and crazy to stay home, but they don't want themselves to have to. But the weird and crazy ones aren't staying home anyway. I, well, it never is that way. <laughs> this is the problem with statism is, is the, you know, the, this fundamentally flawed belief that gets shown over and over again to be, you know, messed up. They well, let's just keep trying this and maybe we'll have a different result. Yeah. I mean, this so, was, for me, the final, this was it, the final sort of leg in the belief of statism. I said multiple times here on Free Talk Live over the years, if you're going to have a government, then that government's one final job is basically to protect against a pandemic. Because, you know, what other organization can shut down air flights and keep people home? However, any air, airline company, I guess, keeping people home would be trickier. Yeah, but uh, but an airline company is not going to do that. Um, they're not going to well, stop. Yeah, people flights. should do whatever is in their best interest. Right. So um, I'm not saying that, but I, you know, what other organization could? And the answer is, well, um, none, really. I guess they can't. But the problem is, is that we've got how many governments around the world and how many of them did this well? And the answer what is not very many. What would you consider doing it well? I don't know. Uh, I don't consider any mandating shutting down anything as doing anything well. Right. Well, what I'm saying is, I'm not coming from the same point as you. I think I'm willing to take a practical solution if a practical solution sounds like a good idea. By practical, you mean using force against peaceful people? Yes. And I was willing to (laughs) do that. What happened to you out in the islands, man? Just listen to me. 
what I said, what, what I'm saying is, is that, yep, well, there it is. The government's tried uh, to force people to stay home, and it still spread and went uh, ballistic, and that's because government is not responsible for its actions. So you can't have an organization that's not responsible act responsible. So they then just you can't would, do it. You would not think that they should do anything. As I said, the final support I had in my mind for statism has been finally kicked out. Like, oh, that's it. So you're an anarchist We've now. Seen it? <laughs> what? What? The stupidest term in the world. <laughs> like, it's like saying I like children, so I'm a pedophile. That's I mean, not what I said. That's what you. <laughs> an, anarchist is a. Is Click a, that. <laughs> an anarchist is a person, usually European, wearing a black uh, face mask, throwing a Molotov cocktail an at a store Mark. window. No, you are not. Yes, I am. I, I'm just telling you, you're not. An anarchist is someone who rejects the initiation of force and violence. No, not that's a libertarian. Well, that's an anarchist because if, no. you, if you use force and violence, then you it can't are be two a, things can't be the same. An thing. anarchist then is just somebody who's against the against having rulers. That doesn't mean they're against yes. force and violence. Well, rulers have to use force and violence. Otherwise, they're, they're leaders, not rulers. Mm. If you have the choice of whether or not to follow them, they're a leader. If you don't have a choice, they're a ruler. Now, let me explain my reasoning to you. Uh, the anarchy villain in the Batman series is called Anarchy, and he, he purports himself to be an anarchist, one of the anarchists that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What does he do in Batman Arkham Origins? He plants bombs. I don't watch that DC Drek. No, it's a video game. <laughs> Fine. Anyway. He plants bombs throughout the city and then says, if the people don't do what I want them to do, I'm going to blow them up. That's a state, Mark. He's a totalitarian. I don't care that he calls himself an anarchist or that he's one person. Using those bombs is no different than marching an army through the streets to achieve the same end. Well, if he called himself a, a voluntarist, I'd be concerned, but right. uh, I don't use the That's term That's why anarchist. I would use the term volunteer. No, he just wants to be the ruler. He's essentially trying to rule over the people in this. I understand city. that. That's why I don't use that term because it's extraordinarily confusing. Plus, from the no, stand- it's just been co-opted by people who don't know what it an was. Never is. not co-opted by those people. I the say people let them who, have it. Yeah, that's it. Right? Like, stop fighting for the worst word in the world. Go fight the pedophiles for child lover instead. I mean, for God's have- sake. That's what that's <laughs> what, what I'm trying to tell you. you. <laughs> like no because I what I'm trying okay. to explain to you is that pedophile is a term that is thoroughly uh joined with a bad uh philosophical idea. Anarchist too is a term that is thoroughly joined with a bad set of uh philosophies. In so much as what an anarchist is historically um, if not etymologically, at the very least historically, is a communist who does not believe that you need to travel through socialism to get to communism. That's it. That's what an anarchist is. Well, see, I know you off? heard the term, and there's really cool t-shirts that go with it and stuff, yeah. but it's a bad philosophical idea. Well, Don't align involved, yourself Mark? with it. Uh, anarcho-communism oh, is what we would call those people now. And, know. you know, you're receptive to this idea of words and meanings changing over they time. Are. They, yes, they do, but you're not going to get it. You, you, like well, all you're going to do is confuse a lot of people on your way to just call yourself a libertarian. I mean, I, that's what you are. I'm not calling myself a libertarian under any circumstances, as long as people like Gary Johnson and Bill Weld exist and are calling themselves libertarian. That's a libertarian party, but that's fine. Yeah, and I'm not affiliated call, with the libertarian party. Call yourself party. A, a voluntarist or a consensualist or um, you know any variety of terms. You don't need this awful, disgusting term. Mark, I'm the anarchist shemel. Okay. That's that's, See? that's now, the words I've always used. Now I've used. got it. You've branded yourself and you cannot unbrand because oh, I can. you like I just it. don't see any reason to. 
It's it, just not voluntarius just isn't hard enough for you. Voluntarius Gmail? Yeah. I, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's your problem. It's just like it's, it's not, not a problem. Edgy. I need edgy. <laughs> I don't think it's a problem at all. It's all right. So anyway, what is <laughs> <laughs> what has Governor Sununu, his excellency, decided about the state of New Hampshire? Well, I would say the decision hasn't quite been made yet, but he's been blabbering all over the media about what it will likely entail. Of course, I'm sure they've spent a lot of time. They've got a task force uh, where they've you know put people like the head of the New Hampshire Retail Association or whatever. I think we talked about that uh, the other night here and some of the you know nonsense that they want to see happen. And uh, there's a report here from WMUR, which is sort of like the the main TV station here in New Hampshire, ABC affiliate. Chris Nunu won't make an announcement on an extension of New Hampshire's stay-at-home order until the end of the week. The order expires on May 4th, so that will be, I believe, what, Monday or Tuesday? That's Monday. Uh, And there are expectations that it will continue in a modified form with some careful steps taken to slowly reactivate some business sectors. So, not freedom. Uh, Sununu said his office is working on a flex order that will likely continue aspects of the stay-at-home order while allowing hospitals to resume elective procedures and potentially loosening restrictions on other sectors as well. He says, quote, by Friday, I think we'll, we'll be able to have an announcement that identifies some of those areas, the new guidance document that goes with that, and maybe even some flexibility with our stay-at-home order, and that we'd roll that out over a couple of weeks. It doesn't mean that it would go into effect the next day, but over a couple of weeks, he said. The governor said that the Man, gradual- we're looking at mid-June before they release this nonsense. Well, you know, this is... So first off, um, politicians are born followers they find a parade Mm -hmm. they jump in front of it every time americans just have to more and more continue to act as they are so many of them are like they're free and then the politicians will be like yeah that's right we intend to do that none of them are ever going to stand up there and say um you know ladies and gentlemen i've got to apologize I don't know what I was thinking. I was scared and I was trying to help. So I locked the state down. But I've looked at uh, philosophical documents and foundational documents having to do with our state. And the best I can tell is I never had the right to do this to you in the first place. And um, I'm sorry. You're free to do what you want. Now, if they were my recommendation to, to you, ladies and gentlemen, is to stay at home and not go out and get sick. But if you want to go out... Uh, try to take care of your uh, friends and neighbors who are at risk. You know, adopt one, leave food at their door, whatever it is you got to do. But, um, you know, you've got freedom and good luck. Circling back to something you said earlier, if these lockdown orders were effective, would that give Sununu and the government in general the right to implement them in order to stop the pandemic, which, as you assert, should be the only role of government if government Asserted. is to have a role. It's past tense. I've made it very clear. He said he changed his mind about that, I think. Oh. Like multiple times I've said that this evening. Okay, fair. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE as in This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Mark. And the Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe. 
and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. But there's no need to wait. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes that allow anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's DIVIProject.org. Now, we're, we're looking at a light at the end of the tunnel here in regards to the lockdown, hopefully. It's way more distant than I would like for it to be. Mm-hmm. As Based on what Sununu just said, I don't expect this to end before mid-June at the earliest. However... Other people are upset because reopening the world gives people too many choices. Is Yeah, there are those people. Um, and I, I, we can get into that, but there's just a couple more things that I think might be worth sharing here from what uh, the New Hampshire, His Excellency, Chris Sununu, he's being referred to that as, the, uh, as His Excellency in every order that he has written so far. Uh, That's but, his title. You know, I mean, I thought his it. title was governor. Right. Um, so not every other governor has his excellency. Governor in their is his orders. position. His excellency is his title um, in that position, and it's because I, I'm he's, not calling him either. <laughs> you don't have to. Um, I'm not claiming nope, that you sure do. Don't. It's just that he's the, that position of governor has been around longer than America has, and mm-hmm. it tends to carry with it some old colonial sounding baggage. Yeah. Well, he's embraced that baggage, Must while have. many governors governors have not. Okay. Um, going on here, so this is an, a brief uh, piece from WMUR where he's talking about a gradual approach that would allow close public health officials to more closely track the effect of easing restrictions on the spread of COVID-19. He says, quote, if we start seeing a trend in a negative direction... Something that is clearly the result of us flexing out too fast or a business not adhering to certain guidelines. We'll be able to move in the opposite direction very, very quickly. Now, one of the difficulties, a politician who has made a move on this, right? Like, this is the trolley problem. Every governor in America, almost uh, every governor in America, grabbed the 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 little arm and the trolley thing right so the the trolley problem is is that you got a train coming or a trolley and there's five people laying on the train tracks and if you pull the handle the uh the trolley goes on to another track the problem is is there's one person on that track so do you let five people die for which you actually have no responsibility because it, you aren't a train operator train track operator but if you do make the decision and save you know, what is basically four people, you have actually committed murder against one, or at the very least manslaughter. Um, See, the false equivalency here and the reason the trolley problem doesn't work is because we're not dealing with one trolley and two potential outcomes. There are millions, infinite numbers of trolleys rampaging toward us, infinite number of rails and infinite number of possibilities. And they, they boiled it down to two. Lock down the economy or everyone dies. That's what they made it sound like, yeah. So the the however, the, what my argument would be is is that um, you know the government claims to be leaders, right? Leaders would make statements. They'd say, "I'm wearing a mask and I'm staying home and I'm doing that to save uh, you know my family." And I think you should do the same. Yes. Now, what a tyrant does is 
you're going to keep your business closed. And if not, we're going to send people out who could spread the virus, uh, potentially. But there are trained people, and they're going to lock you down and use violence and force. And that's just, you know, it was a mistake. And I think we all just kind of need to look back and say, hey, you know, scared people make mistakes sometimes. We're scared. We were scared. And that's it. I noticed tonight you do not have your hand sanitizer with you. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, well, you haven't been making it as obvious tonight. Thank you tonight. for the reminder. Does this mean, however, that you're one of those people who are saying, you know what, I may have been a bit more fearful about this than I should have I've been. never supported uh, a lockdown. Never I, took, not, I never had to I, take that. I didn't mean that. to suggest that you okay. had, but some of these social distancing measures you seem to have been on board with. I've been social distancing for a decade, Aria. All you dirty people and all your dirty habits are disgusting to me. Okay, I say I'm not going to get a straight answer out of you. No, no I am not. Changing. There's a straight answer for you. No! Are you less fearful of COVID-19 today than you were two weeks ago? I was never fearful of COVID-19 because okay, that's COVID- not a straight answer. Less fearful. Is that for myself? Or, or you- maybe, maybe concerned? Less. Concerned for myself or concerned for society as a whole? Whichever motivates you emotionally. I would say that uh, my answer is is that I would I would have liked to have seen some kind of social distancing implemented so that um, the fears that we wouldn't have enough ventilators in hospitals would not be realized. At this okay. point, there are plenty of ventilators and plenty of hospital beds, and um, I don't think this is going to get out of control. Are some people going to die of COVID nineteen? Well, yeah. I mean, some people have died of it already. Now, I don't know these numbers, and I don't think we're going to have good numbers from COVID-19 in at least for at least a year, if not ever. Like, I just don't, I think that there's been too many lies told. I'm concerned that hospitals are getting money, more money for people who uh, die or are sick with COVID-19 than they do for other things. And if that's the case, then they're incentivized financially, these institutions and organizations that are currently they don't have enough customers because everybody's scared and staying indoors um, are f- incentivized to get to cash in on the government money. If this is true and it sounds true and people are saying well, it, fact but checked. I can't. It is true. I think uh, even USA Today has done a report about it. Right. I still I Wait, don't even. It's true that hospitals that, are getting more money for COVID-19 patients than they are for other yes. sorts of patient, mm-hmm. patients. If that's the case... And even more for ventilator use, from what I understand. And then it's obvious that the numbers are inflated. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Yeah. Well, you got uh, these governors, in, in this case, uh, New Hampshire's Chris Sununu, he's trying to play both sides as well as he can, right? Because like the Georgia governor is getting a lot of crap for, he's going too far, too fast, it's dangerous. So Sununu's seeing that happen, and he's got on one, on one hand, he's got businesses who are like, we want to reopen, let us reopen. And then on the other hand, these people that are super cautious and super scared, they're saying, no, don't do it. So he's, he's trying to play this sort of middle road of like, we're going to be op- reopening, we're going to take it slow, we're going to be really cautious. If things start to go in the other direction with, the, uh, with people, more people dying, we're going to reverse course right away. And so, That's what he has to do, though. Because that's what he's he, saying, yeah. Because he doing. pulled the handle on the yeah. trolley, he has to, he's, he's taken responsibility. This disaster is now his disaster. If he would have simply stood up there well, and said... politicians won't take responsibility for things. He's it, just trying to play it to where he That's the re-elected. way you get elected, though. Well, right? That's the like, thing. He wants to get reelected. Well, that's what's going on here. And if he would have stood up there and said, ladies and gentlemen, as the governor, it is my job to defend your liberty. And in defending your liberty, I refuse 
to tell people to lock down. I can suggest it, and I do strongly suggest it, but I will send no one to these cesspools of, uh, of disease called jails over this. That's what has happened here in New Hampshire. 855-450-3733. This is free time. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit at DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Mark. And for years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a directory of liberty-minded businesses, and we're helping to build one, liberty.menu. Liberty.menu is a tool for our community. At its core is a directory for events, businesses, and digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of a social network so you can connect and share with others. However, use of Liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. So put your voluntarist ideas into action at Liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. Again, that's Liberty.menu. Now, we were saying before the break, I wanted to finish my point because I wasn't very clear. Uh, His Excellency King Sununu's order <laughs> about... Kings are referred to as His Majesty. Oh. What? Well, I'm really? still going to say His Excellency because yeah, it's funnier. Sounds like something you would say and to a king. His Excellency King Sununu. Well, that's because you don't know how to address a king. <laughs> and nor would I ever. <laughs> his order... I suspect that's true. <laughs> was very... I You address me all the time. I have declared myself intergalactic space king. You have, and I've never called you that. Well... The next, con- I did try to get you a- to sign a contract that included that as a provision. It didn't work, did it? No, you did not sign it. <laughs> okay. Every time so- I have a contract at this point, I just write a provision in where the person has to refer to me as uh, His Majesty Intergalactic Space King. You know, every thought just went right out of my head. <laughs> so, thanks. Excellency is an honorific style given to certain high-level officers of a sovereign state, officials of an international organization, or members of an aristocracy. Once entitled to the title... Excellency, the holder usually retains the right to that courtesy throughout their lifetime, although in some cases the title is attached to a particular office and held only for the duration of that office. People addressed as Excellency are heads of state, heads of government, governors, ambassadors, royalty, Roman Catholic bishops, and high-ranking ecclesiates and others holding the equivalent rank. So, yep, you're right, Mark. No kings. Okay. Although heads of government could be considered king. Your majesty is king. Your Highness is Prince. His Excellency King Sununu's order about New Hampshire was significantly less restrictive than we've seen in just about any other state. It included a, if you read it carefully, it was more of a suggestion. Dodgy suggestion. He yes. didn't actually, the only thing he actually well, ordered. Well, there was a loophole. 
in the stay-at-home order. Yes, but prior to that, the only actual order was for the bars and restaurants to stop. Right, you know, and, but that's the big in. order here. Like yeah. that's the big the, the big thing is is that um you know but hey ladies and gentlemen order. you can roam the streets if you want to roam the streets but there's no particular reason to roam the streets because we've told everybody that owns a bar a restaurant a uh, bowling alley a movie theater or whatever that we'll throw their butts in jail if they open yeah so his order was directed at them but the stay at home quote order as they're calling it mm-hmm. was a suggestion because it included this little provision where whatever an individual says is essential for their life is essential and that's in the actual governor's quote it's order. a paraphrase of it but it's close yeah. i think to what it, the original wording was so yeah you would have had to have actually read that to know that and of course most people aren't going to read it it's going to be taken and reported by news media as it's governors a, have ordered that everyone stay inside right and that's, it's the stay at home order so of course that orders you to stay at home that's what people think about unless it. The thing you I say like best it's essential about, that i not stay at right, home right I, th- that's the truth what the thing i like best about it is that um now we now they the statists can never say well public property belongs to all of us because public property is government property and the government shut down those parks we didn't decide to shut those parks down the governor did okay well, the statists would say that you voted for them and they made those decisions uh what if i didn't vote for them oh they don't care Right, that's the thing. <laughs> right. You had the chance to vote, and and that makes it justified. That's what they believe. That yeah. well, well, the, all they need to do is have a, f- a couple of questions asked, and then suddenly that all falls apart. Ladies and gentlemen, public property is government property. Stop being fooled. I don't think this is battle we're going to win. I fought it with people before. I they just don't see it at this point. They it's don't been made the clear. But it's so wrapped up in their heads that we are the government. That anything the government does... That was something. a lie they told you at school. I know that. I know. Well, that's, that's not, all you have to say. How can you break through that lie, though? It was a lie that was told to you at school. Like, of course, you but went to school. You went to government school, them. and the government lied to you because that's what the government does at government school. And they've tricked a lot of people because they've had a long time to do it. Okay, Their Mark, founding document says, we the people... And yeah. that was a lie. Because if it was we yeah. the people, they wouldn't have needed to blockade Rhode Island to get the document through. <laughs> okay, like, Mark. it was a lie. It was a violent yeah, lie to start with. It doesn't it's a matter. Lie I, I get it. I get it. It's a lie. Go to Mississippi, enter a Southern Baptist church and saying, hey, this whole religion, your thing that, that you're doing, it's a lie. There's oh, no point in oh, that. Oh, well, that Started changes everything. <laughs> There's no point in Why that, Why didn't though? someone come along and just tell us that we were being lied to? Right. right. I, I mean, get... it's the same difference telling a statist that because they are essentially a religious yeah. belief. The belief in the state is one that is a religious belief. And in it's core the United to States, all their other beliefs. In the United States, we foundationally do question the government. In Christianity, you do not foundationally question Christianity. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You say we foundationally question the government? Well, maybe we on this show do, but the average American does not seem to be questioning what's going on around them. They seem to be embracing it. They're cynical about governments and their ability to succeed. Not right now. I mean, you look at the uh, approval ratings for Sununu, for instance, and it's 9 out of 10. Sununu's going to be popular because he's he's a, a centrist politician. Yeah, but you wouldn't think the Democrats would be behind him 87 points out of 100, but that's what's apparently Uh, happened according to one survey. Those are surprisingly high numbers, but I would expect Sununu to continue to win for some time. It's not even about the figurehead. Like the Democrats out there, they hate Donald Trump. 
But they still love the government and the mythical idea that government represents That's why you have to continue to tell Democrats. And I know this is hard, right? Like, you just have to continually tell them, hey, look, this is the probable, almost certain future of voting for politicians, is that ping pong, we keep on going back and forth between the two parties, and you're going to have every eight years, four, eight years, uh, a politician that you dislike. Can you please stop doing this to us? (laughs) Like, you got to stop. I'm That's with it. you, but I, I, there may be – you brought up this loophole, Aria, as far as that was in the stay-at-home order. And so there may be reason to have a little bit of optimism for whatever it is that's coming next as far as the orders coming out of the governor's office in New Hampshire and how they're going to handle this. Uh, Vincent, who's our, one of our regular co-hosts here, he was not well today, so I'm sitting in for him. Um, he found a document Corona. online uh, – I know his neck was hurting after he woke up. but uh, That's he, one of the symptoms. He's <laughs> – He found a document, a draft version of the guidelines for all New Hampshire employers and employees. And the wording here is interesting because there's a lot of shoulds in this document. So not musts. Correct. No musts. Bunch of shoulds. So all employees and employers for must should take steps to reopen safely. Businesses and their employers, employees should follow guidance issued by the CDC. Uh, each business should refer and follow their industry-specific guide, guidelines and so on and so forth. So this isn't the final, uh, you know, this is a draft. It sh- probably is going to be done on Friday, but it's also going to be in tandem with whatever the order comes out from the governor. So it could be that the governor's order says you must follow the guidelines, in which case I don't know what that'll mean because the governor would be saying you must follow the guidelines, but the guidelines themselves say should. So I think you're going to have some possible wiggle room here as well. If a business owner wants to try to like go that route, and that's ultimately the other problem that we're going to be encountering, even if Sununu does this sort of havesies thing that he seems to be trying to do, where he's trying to appease all the people that want the lockdown to continue, but also sort of allow businesses to, to do their business, he's going to come up against what they're coming up in Georgia, which is where there's actually pushback from people against businesses who decide to open. It'll where, be interesting to yeah. see how and this that- plays out. Is the marketplace working? That's what people it's should a have the right to do. Bunch of people That's using fine. their market forces. Yeah, and it's sad. That's what they should Very be able to sad. do. Eight five. That doesn't five. mean I support it. Agreed. Eight Don't five. drink bleach, people. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Mark. And we're hoping that at some point in the very near future, I I would like to see the lockdowns just completely end. Well, immediately. But May the 4th, I I was really holding out the hope that there would be no extension whatsoever. But it sounds like that's delusional. Oh, yeah. hope generally is and come may the 4th we're going to see an extension uh sununu style that basically comes off as a suggestion filled with lots of shoulds is it star wars day why may the 4th may the 4th yeah no it is it is star Star wars Wars day Day. yeah 
Anyway, let's go to the phones. We've got Dan calling from Nebraska, listening at LRN.FM. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks, Ari. I uh, I guess I I kind of had a couple of things to respond to because I heard Ian in the show say earlier that he thinks believing in the government is like believing in religion. I think that's that's kind of asinine, to be honest. They have literally nothing in common. Really? Yeah. Why? Okay, well, for, for one, believing in a religion is something that is entirely superstitious. Believing in a government is a thing that people that you can, that is tangible you can live in it work in it you can I don't be think I've ever touched a government before in it. my life yeah I mean how do I it's call the, the government up on the stand in a trial I'd love to do that sometime can I just I want that? to put my it, finger on it where, where is this government at that is tangible that can be touched well in so there are in so far like I guess as the government itself is an ab, is an abstraction it can like, be manifested in buildings like courthouses. Oh, like churches, like church and churches. Oh, like right? churches and priests. But that's not like a church. That's oh, yeah. not like a church because it's exactly like because, it is. Because because government business is actually happening there. There is no God to speak of at any church. Government business happens at or, sorry, church business happens at churches. They pass a plate around and money gets put into it. And government right. itself is the God. You've of these just said government is abstract in so much as meaning it is non corporeal. And then you're saying God is non-corporeal. I don't understand what oh. your confusion is. Look, I look. There's plenty of reasons to not believe in a religion, but the thing is, is that I don't understand how you could reject the idea that a government is a real thing or or well, it's it really not a real thing. thing. Because it's not if a it was a real thing, I would be able to superstition. But it clearly is. These people who are staying at this home This is because- just the crap that atheists say, okay? They're like, I don't believe in this, these religions, but I believe in that one, right? Like, uh, I've had this conversation for 20 years now on this show, and it just shows how inconsequentially pointless the uh, atheism is. And um, it's like, all right, I've got to argue over this one point. No, look, man, these are all just ideas. The government is an idea that people use to force other people to do what they want. Religion is an idea. Right. And in my opinion, um, there is a God. But nonetheless, religion is largely a, a series of ideas that people use to force people or to get people to do what they want. Well, further, it also uses the idea of something that is greater than uh, the whole or greater right. than the group, right? So, like, the idea behind God is that it is a greater supreme being, something right. that is, in the case of certain religions, disconnected. In my beliefs, God is constantly connected. We are parts of it and all that. But uh, but in the in the belief of government, in the belief in the state, it's also a belief in this something that is greater, something that is more than just people. It's this thing. So when you look at like court trials, for instance, you'll see a lot of the trappings of religion, for instance, the man in the robe at the front of the room, he's not Edward Burke. He's the court. You people will address, he will speak of himself as though he is speaking in the third person. He I'd like say, to hear from the state, the- please. Right, and the prosecutor is the state. Right, his They're name isn't Jim Johnson. Jo- right, exactly. And so when uh, when the charges are brought against you, when you look at the charging document, it says the state versus your name. Well, how do I get the state? Is the state the one who's going to testify against me? No, 
There's no state to call to the stand. There are men and women who believe that they are part of this thing that is greater than themselves. Right. So, I mean, in the case of uh, a bishop, you have somebody dressed up like a wizard. In the case of the court, you have somebody dressed up like a wizard. And they literally have pews in the courtroom. I mean, it couldn't get any more... They've got a bench. Right. It couldn't get any more religious. <laughs> They've even got their own hymns. They do. Their own little prayers. Chants. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Well... And if you don't properly thing, though, that... pledge no, 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 to that flag... they got Sunday school, too, right? Like, except it's Monday through Friday school. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. Well, well, here's what I would tell you is that the, what government is, is its business. When people are governing, that is government. You are being governed. What governing is, is the business itself. Churches have church business, sure, but that's their church business is more like what governing is. I find it insulting to call government business, sir. I find it to be an insult when a court says, we're just doing business. It's business, uh, you know, we're open for business or whatever. It's not business in in the way that business is typically considered, right? Like business is normally a voluntary action, meaning I offer a product or service and you might want want to or not be my customer. With the government... Their business is to use violence and the threat of violence against you. And to me, that is, uh, that is not what businessmen do. Right. The church has never drug you in and made you go. The government well, will darn sure do some things to you if which you is, don't participate. Which is why they're the most dangerous of cults, the most dangerous of religions. Because right, cool. people like Dan will call in and say, no, 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 no. This is not a series of ridiculous beliefs. We I mean, haven't continued yeah. to turn over problem after problem after believe? problem to these people, and they failed to turn out results. And every time they do, we give them more money. Like, um, you know, like that's what government is. It's the worst religion. Let me interject here that I mean, you say governments aren't dragging people out and forcing them to go to church. Not in modern United States, no. But we have to understand to understand how the state, it, the government, is the new religion to people. We have to understand how religion lost that and the state gained Took it because it, yeah, the states, yeah. the religions in the past, they did do that. They did burn people at the stake. Yeah, oh yeah. They did drag people out of their homes and force them to go mm-hmm. to church. They did torture and kill people, just like the state today. The church no longer does that. The state has the exclusive the church authority, definitely, too. Well, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. All right. Well, basically, my point here, you guys, is that I, I, a government is not something that I think needs to, is, is believed in in the same way. that I think that there's two different ways that belief is. You have something that you could believe in, like, superstitiously, but then you have something that's more just a matter of practice. People believe... What people who quote-unquote believe in government believe is that they're acting out this sort of system that manifests there's underlying sort of things to believe in we believe that what government is is like all the activities it does it's like there's no abstraction further of some type of like you know beautiful greater good or thing that works in mysterious ways well, yes, there is. People, the believe, hold on, that's that's All really important. The actions we do, is, and we do the actions. People who and believe so in the government the that believe that it's good. Believe people who believe in the government believe that it's good and that it works in the face of obvious evidence over and over again. Like the government well, fails. Well, they believe the same about prayer. What's that? No, in prayer, I was told in Christian school, prayer is either the answer is yes and you won't hear it, no and you won't hear it, or later. 
And so they've covered everything um, by saying that God has just given you an answer, and that answer is yes, no, or later. Yeah, so what was the point of praying at all? I'm, I'm not, look, I'm not, I I'm, don't care about Christianity. I'm just <laughs> saying that people I'm believe recovered. in prayer in, in exactly the same ways that people believe in government. That was what I was alluding to. No. I, I was got, backing up your point, and then you challenged me on well, your no, point. I'd like to go back to what Dan was saying, and that is his claiming that, oh, government is just the things that these people do. It's just the uh, the parks that get built. It's the, uh, the the parking enforcers that are walking downtown or the, these things, right? The road gets built. This is, this is government is what essentially he was saying, I believe. And the difference is that there is still a religious belief on top of it, the idea that we are the government, that it's this thing, this this entity that is beyond just a road getting built. Because if it were just a road getting built, then you would have to call it government when Disney World builds a road or when uh, or if it was just somebody clearing off some salt or, you know, putting some salt on a driveway, then it would be government when I do that at my house or something like that. And it's not. Government is the idea of using force to achieve your viewpoint to force it on other people whether they like it or not and uh it sounds like you're trying to get around that point i'm look and ian i actually kind of i think that like i could meet you somewhere because one of the reasons that i support having a government over you know the idea of like anarcho-capitalism or when you say you support having a government you mean having to use violence and the threat of violence against peaceful people to achieve some sort of goal. I'd like to hear what he's going to say about that. Like, why, in a moment, we can, we, yeah. if you don't mind, bringing him back. All right, Dan, sit tight. We're going to be back in just a moment. I'd like the answer to that as well, yeah. because it, it seems hard to justify the existence of a government from a moral standpoint. They Let's certainly exist, though. This is Free Talk Live, 855 Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, The Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block, and that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. This is Free Talk Live, government that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever. Government that you control? Is that what I said? Well, we've been talking about government. (laughs) I was just reading about government. Yeah. (laughs) That's what the problem with being in the first seat, man. You're you're just thinking ahead. (laughs) Anyway, we're... By man, I mean Aria. Talk radio that you control, (laughs) not government. 855-450-3733. See? You got me so frazzled now. Because cause I never thought anything about it before, but now I'm like, no, I'm actually thinking about the next thing I'm going to say as I say the thing I'm currently saying. And 
it hurt my brain for a moment. So yeah. thanks for that, Mark. That what makes happens. you. That's what makes you a good talk show host. Because okay, well, you can think in one place and say another thing. Yeah. That's when you stop to think about the fact that you're thinking ahead. Right. Yeah, that's what it gets you difficult. Up. Yeah. So we're talking about COVID-19. Unlike government, you actually can control Free Talk Live by talking about whatever you want. Government, it seems, doesn't work that way, although it's wrapped itself in this religious garb that allows people to convince themselves well religion is not a religion does work that way right i mean it's like a it's like it's it it's religious but nobody will say it and you you say religion is not a religion no a religion that's not a religion government is a religion that's not a it's a faith-based belief system i think is probably the most accurate way to describe it and i would if you're gonna bring dan back on i'd like to hear what he thinks it's not exactly a religion you're right mark it's not exactly a religion because it doesn't speak to the nature of the universe right and that generally is something that but it kind of does uh it's just implied the nature of the universe is that is chaos and cannot an order cannot be brought to it without the state um but I'm willing to compromise with Dan and say a faith-based belief system, if Dan is willing to compromise to that point. And maybe well, he is, maybe he's not. Wasn't he about to tell us something before we went? Yeah, you had asked him about why the state must government. exist. Ian, okay, actually, can I tell you what I was about to say? Yes, yeah, do whatever you want, man. Okay, so what Ian, told, what Ian said is that, is it government every time I somebody like puts down a driveway? Is it government every time somebody does something that the government would do, right? Mm-hmm. Well... I well, I wouldn't necessarily. I think that in a way it is, but I would call it almost like small g governing. Because one of the reasons that I believe in, uh, you know, having a government like ours and not like anarcho-capitalism is because I believe that when private, you know, business people use what power they have, which is even though it's when it's property ownership that's political in nature, what they are doing to people is effectively governing. When a when a when you have a private tyrant using his power, which is political because it's propertarian, that is small g governing. So, so what are we talking about here? Way, but who is this? Governed pro- either way. Who is okay? Now I agree having- with you. Governance will exist in lots of forms, and the state is the term I use for hierarchical, top-down, uh, involuntary government. I would agree because IEEE is essentially a government of the tech industry. They're the ones who propose the 802.11G standards. The I know nothing of what you're speaking. Okay, well, they're, they're the ones who allow your phone to connect to any Wi-Fi network and use the they've laid down rules anywhere of in the world. It's an industry so, standards. And it's 100% voluntary. Group. So what are you talking about when you say that a uh, you know this business owner is a government? What What's the bad scenario here? Because all I can see is well, is that the bad scenarios have to do with businesses and corporations and stuff using the power of the state not when they use their own sort of proprietarian power and honestly i believe that um i have to get going soon so i can only really get one thing out real quick but i guess that i i look i don't think that there's a good historical precedent for people who govern privately to be held accountable and that yeah, i believe that when we're talking about i no, i don't think yeah so. if you I if i don't like the way walmart has new rule like let's say uh what is it costco just put rules into place saying, drop in the bucket what the, the problems they create are structural and they can't be fixed structural like through deal, using the state if gov- if a no- if a business does something i don't agree with i can choose to not do business with them so 
if Costco says you got to wear a mask to come in to Costco, which is in the news now, you got to wear a mask if you're a customer at Costco, I could say, I'm canceling my subscription and never coming back. And I can let them know that. And they will not send men with guns to my door and put a gun to my face saying, oh, you're coming back, buddy, and you are going to continue your subscription or we're going to kill you and rape your wife. That's not going to well, happen. They, what they still do is they still get to, uh, they still, look, the grocery store still gets to practice, you know, governing and managing what's in its control, whether a couple people, you know, fail to subscribe or not. Or yeah, leave. you're not really that's, making an argument here, dude. You're saying they, they can govern the things that are in their control? Yeah, so can I. I can right. govern the things that are within my control, too. Yeah, I can open and close I mean, my what, laptop. When, I can do whatever it is I want to do What it sounds like, things. Dan, is, is that not enough of people agree with you on the things that upset you about a particular business, and that upsets you. Well, I can tell you that's true with government, too, is that government, as it is exists in the United States, rarely does what people want it to do and usually does what wealthy corporations want it to do. And I can assure you that no one would have put it together like this, but that's the way it goes. So the results well, okay, are the same. I would actually, I would, I would kind of disagree. Look, I believe that the seeds of Harvard, of that oh, the Princeton study, the Princeton okay, study doesn't disagree. I think you had somewhere to go, didn't you, Dan? Can I, yeah. No, hold on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan, thanks call for the another call. night. Yeah. Thanks. It did get a bit rambly there for the end. Well, but, um, I mean, well, we've got other people waiting too. Yeah. Look. Dan, thank you so much for the call. Good questions. Right, and I want those kind of questions. Um, but ultimately, you know, I've asked myself these questions over and over and over again. Now, I would say that a better argument for the state is the existence of the state, right? Like, there, um, if the United States stops being a state tomorrow, which is highly unlikely, um, then well, that's because people believe in it. If people stopped believing in it, then they would look like a bunch of lunatics wearing costumes. Agreed. Um, but that, that's not going to make, say, chi- the state China or the state of uh, Russia go away. And nope. that those organizations are being like, huh, the world's looking a lot better for us right now. I think that's a better argument for the state than sort of. What do you mean when they say the world's looking a lot better for us? Well, um, the Chinese Communist Party uh-huh. is a group of uh, rapacious, evil people. How would the world look better for them if. The territory we're calling the United States now was more prosperous and free because there was no state. The United States government, Washington, D.C., enacts power around the world, soft and hard power around the world. And that soft and hard power uh, is sort of counteracted by the three other sovereign states, or two other sovereign states, so Beijing and uh, Moscow. And... These people are, you know, vying for the power that exists. And I'm not saying there haven't been other powers even in the 20th century. There certainly were. But essentially now England is a puppet state of the United States. And so you just have Washington, D.C., Beijing and Moscow. And you're on one of these three teams. I think Beijing would be happy because I think you're right, Arya. They would have more free trade. Uh, with the United States, people could do business with them without having to pay ridiculous tariffs uh, coming into the U.S., and uh, people would be more prosperous in both countries. I don't know how it would be for the United States, but I can tell you um, how it would be for the rest of the world. So, See, I think if we had one area 
where there was actually no state and people were just allowed to be free is economic productivity would so rapidly dwarf everyone else's that the state would be abolished within 10 years and throughout I, the world. Like I am totally working on that, Aria, because I think that's absolutely true. I think it would be fascinating if to see. If the state had to compete with the free market, yeah. If we had a special die. economic zone set up someplace where we could you know, not be – hampered by the depredations of the state and we could see what that uh, would do where people are responsible for their actions whether that or those actions are against the environment or their other human beings or whatever the situation is um, if we had a place like that i think that place would be ridiculously prosperous however it would be invaded the very next day i don't well not if you the not american if you put, government would not allow that competition the chinese that, government would not allow it if if you they convinced, would all come in and impose a state if you were able to convince washington dc it was in their best interest then i think they wouldn't i don't know i i think it would be very easy to convince them that it was not i think it would be hard to convince them that it wasn't when the competition there would make themselves look obsolete well there's plenty of competition around the world that's way more free than north korea but they still exist that's a good point. Yeah, and the, and governments don't look at um, themselves as in competition with free market. They don't. They're like just yeah, lock down the borders, keep the people in. Eight five five four five zero three six. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Mark. Mark, tell me about Intercoin. Intercoin's architecture enables programmable coins with a variety of applications. Merchants can add tags like books, food, or clothing to their products, and authorized users can see statistics on how money was spent. Experts can analyze the local economy. Donors and investors can have more confidence. Everyone in the community can have a real-time consumer price index to inform their democratic decision-making and address issues like rising prices, uh, an anonymity, and shrinking wages. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and here in the real world. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live and so important that FTL accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. If you think that freedom's important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shapes, shape its future. Intercoin.org. It's inter with an I. I N T E R. Intercoin.org. Well, let's keep going with the phones. We got Kirby calling from Indianapolis. Kirby, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, Kirby. I just wanted to remind everybody that Thomas Paine said that government, like clothes, is a badge of lost innocence. A badge we of what? Lost innocence. Lost innocence. Okay. It's uh, in the pamphlet, Common Sense. But we're not going to get away from government ever. Uh, and again, I would refer people back to common sense because uh, Mr. Payne told us that so long, and I'm paraphrasing, but so long as we live in smaller societies where we can get together and hash out our differences in a, under a tree or in a park, we won't have these issues. Yep. But when we start living like we do now, uh, in, in where I live, Marion County, 
Six million people, too many people. We're too different. We have too many ways of thinking and doing things for us to live together the way we do, especially with something like this COVID going around. You got people like me who are like, I don't care. I'm going to work. You got other people who are willing to stay in the house, do whatever Uncle Sugar tells them. And then you got those in the middle who just want, just, just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I'm rambling, but Mark, you're right. People do take government and on a religious level. This is the American government is God to a lot of people. They believe it without question. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah because their priests have told them to. Well, they 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 well, question God, they question religion far more than they ever question the state. That's true. It's a lot easier to question religion. Yeah, co- God's that's costly. Going to show up and tell you no, yes. Uh, you're right, you're wrong, but the government... I wish you would. The government will show up and tell you, oh, you are wrong. In fact, there's a song you guys ought to listen to by Ice-T. It's called Shut Up, Be Happy. <laughs> I will listen to that. Um, I love Ice-T. Uh, yeah, I remember his it, Cop Killer it, album. Kirby, you that said... Oh, count, but yes, he was involved in that. You said that uh, people can't just meet out under the trees to hash out their issues any any longer. Why, why not? Yeah. I would love uh, I mean, to too see many. that. We, we, Get a, we find a bigger tree. A, a, Six million people? Well, we Six million people a, aren't having an issue, right? It, it's but a that, very select but, number let of people. Let me answer the question. But that's just it. If, if it was this neighborhood or that neighborhood, yes, we could. But when you've got Marion County, six million people, there is no way, even if we... Well, the issues that what they, city is in Marion County? Indianapolis. The okay. issues that they have to hash out are those created by the state in the first place. Um, most of them are. Uh, again, as Thomas Paine said, government does more to create distinction than it does uh, to unite us. Oh, that might, ain't that the truth? Yeah, and you were right on, Kirby, when you pointed out that the church isn't going to send men with guns to force you to show up for Sunday services. But Anymore. when the court... I mean, they would have 300 we're years We're talking ago. about now, okay? When the court says you got to show up for our service on Monday morning, if you don't show up, it will send men with guns to your house, and they will kill yeah. you if you don't do what that man in the robe said. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so... I mean, if you want to break the state, I can tell you how to do it in seven days. Tell me. Yeah, let's hear it. Everybody stay home from work next week. Well, that's going to kill a lot of people of starvation. Well, that hasn't killed the state. I mean, there's a lot of people staying home from work. I mean, that that would kill the state because it would it would show them, A, we are united. B. That we are willing to fight. I think you'd be better off if you. If, first of all, you can't get everyone to do anything. So any plan that requires everyone to participate is dead from from the get go. But if you got a significant portion, or even a, a small portion of people to refuse to pay the state, uh, then I think you would have some serious damage that you would do to them because they just don't have enough prison space for everybody, or for you know they don't have enough prison space for ten percent of the population. That's an impossibility. Uh, so they would 
would have to drop a bunch of cases and ignore a bunch of stuff and try to pretend like you didn't exist. But if you made a big to-do about it, the fact that you had 10% of the people or or even 5% who were going to completely non-cooperate and not pay the state, then you're actually depriving them of revenue. And more importantly, you're depriving them of obedience, which those are the two things that they consider to be very, very important to their legitimacy. Kirby, thank you so much for the call. Great, th- great thoughts, though. Really yep. enjoyed that. Let's keep going. We've got Stephen calling from Ohio. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I was going to say that I kind of resent the idea of comparing government to religion nowadays. I had made the comparison a couple of years ago, and I thought it was a you know pro-big brain move, but now I understand that it's really not even comparable, aside from some basic narratives of uh, consent. So why uh, aren't they comparative? Obvious. Help us out. Well, here's why, right? For example, I'm a Christian. Didn't used to be, am now. Here's the deal. I believe, and many other Christians believe, and Muslims, Jews, whatever, they believe that God is the supreme being. You cannot opt out of that, right? You cannot escape God's will, God's law, God's power, right? Whereas we understand that the only thing holding a government together are human beings. And you do have the ability, in most places around the world, most westernized nations at least, to opt out of the government. Really? So I've been trying for years. So. What am I missing? You can go to any consulate and renounce your citizenship. Today. Yeah. Not, without getting, not without getting other citizenship, though. You, you can. You can renounce your citizenship and go somewhere else. You can opt out of government. Well, you, you can, can go, go find another one. You can it's, opt out of it one specific true. religion. You may, as the serf, go to a different kingdom and declare yourself a serf of the new king. That is true, but that's just competition between kingdoms for but, human lives. But again, right? if you don't like this government, you can opt out. It's but no, difficult. you really can't. I, I mean, I, have, you, yeah. have you looked into this before? I mean, Roger Veer, for instance, had to pay, I think, six figures or something like that to renounce his citizenship in the United States. No, that was the six figures was the bill, but he had to pay the accountant. Stephen, it, a lot of that went to the IRS, as I understand. Stephen, okay. thank you so much for the call. I would also opt out, point out that people can opt out of their religious beliefs as well mm-hmm. and just join a different religion. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Local.bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Mark. I want to say thank you to Barefoot Anarchist, who is tonight's amplifier. Now, he's a gold-level amplifier, which means he contributes $10 per month to the AMP program that you can find at amp.freetalklive.com. Of course, we don't ask that much. All it takes to become a member is $5 per month. And the app program is used to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. So if you like the show, if you like what we're doing, the best way to help us reach a larger audience is to contribute to the app program. So Barefoot Anarchists, thank you so much for your contributions. I hope you enjoy the show and continue amplifying it. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. 
Let's keep going with the phones. We've got Matt calling from Louisiana. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, uh, gentlemen and Ariane. Um, I heard y'all discussing China. And the thing to remember when discussing China's foreign policy is that they have a map of the world. And guess where y'all are sitting? Guess where I'm sitting? Future China? China. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Their map extends to the moon. So you think China wishes to conquer the globe? Pretty much. Well, I mean, aren't they having a tough time with, like, you know, Taiwan or whatever? They haven't really expanded too far in the last— When you say a tough time for Taiwan, with Taiwan, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's disputed territory, right? As is Hong Kong. Well, they, they seem very okay, reluctant to during use this COVID nineteen situation. They kidnapped about two dozen activists in Taiwan, and it doesn't take too many heads before the snake dies. Was but that's that, very uh, different from sending Taiwan in a military to conquer a territory. They don't need to. Was that uh, t- t- uh, Mark? I need to clarify. Was that uh, Taiwan or Hong Kong? Because I Hong I Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong okay, had thanks. the uh, activists disappeared. And the point I'm trying to make is is that um, Ian has probably never watched a war game video uh, surrounding Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan is right there, and they don't have the equipment to stop a Chinese invasion. But they no, haven't invaded Japan yet, does. right? Why do you think that is? I don't know. It's because <laughs> the United States has said, we'll defend you. Have they? Okay. And the United States has said the same thing too. Japan has told uh, Taiwan, uh, "Yeah, we got your back here." Speaking uh, of vassal states of the United States, indeed. Well, all I'm saying is they haven't really expanded very much in the last however many hundred years, right? Well, yes, they have. They they have, in fact, moved into Italy. They've moved into the Chinese militarily. Uh, or by buying things. Do you mean things. by buying the things? Because military, if you would. I mean, for the ma- that matter, they even for that had a pretty heavy presence in Djibouti. Yeah, there's an interesting story that we didn't talk about about a uh, Chinese city that has been built in in uh, in Africa that is just full of Chinese in, manufacturers. In not just Africa, but Djibouti. <laughs> what, what what is the issue with selling land to someone and then bringing in their friends and families to conduct business on that land? Well, it is a state-run. Um, these are state-run corporations in many watched, cases. Ariane, have you That's ever watched an issue. any of the YouTube uh, channel China Uncensored? I tend to not get my information from YouTube channels. That's well, correct. One of the things about podcasts oh, so you, and you YouTube. You trust the authorized journalists. Okay. No, <laughs> but, but I don't trust the person who can go home tonight, throw up a webcam, and spend 40 minutes rambling into a microphone. Look, you know, <laughs> well, does that mean you don't trust yourself to be able to, to figure out what BS is versus not BS? Uh, because that's what I do. I and the bulk of what is on YouTube is BS. Fine. I see no reason to this dig is, through You understand that's an ad hom attack, right? Like okay, somebody put so out a YouTube I'll... channel, so I'm not going to listen because it's a YouTube channel. That's a pointless statement. If they wanted to be taken seriously, they wouldn't just be a YouTube channel. What They'd would, be like, they, oh, what would they be? A podcast? If they wanted, with their own sure. 
website? <laughs> Come on. Sure. Mark, it's not crap. Have you watched the crap on YouTube? I've watched plenty of it. There I'm just saying that's a specious argument. A lot of good it stuff. isn't. The Don't platform is bad. That's like saying that just because... Hold up. You guys are talking at the same time. Them if you, if you, well, I didn't expect the caller to just keep going on and on. And sorry, that's how this radio thing works. Yeah. But, see, and now I can't think. All right. All I'm saying is, is that there's good and bad on YouTube and claiming, oh, it's a YouTube, so you shouldn't believe it, is a specious argument. Okay, I'm not saying everything on YouTube is bad. I I'm saying, but if you want to come at me and have me trust your judgment on something, I'll go, well, I'm sourcing this YouTube video. Like, oh, well, I'm sourcing Alex Jones. Okay. You know, InfoWars is not the place I go for reliable information. He said China Uncensored. He gave a specific channel. Now, I don't yes, know that I, I have... explained why I have not watched that channel. And I don't know that I've... <sighs> Look, if you're not interested in China taking over the world, then don't watch it. But well, they got a long way to go. It, well, they might be a little farther than you think. Okay. And if China was, try- did you get this information from? YouTube? I don't know that I've watched. The- I don't know the name of the channels that I've watched, but I do keep a little closer eye on China than most of y'all do because y'all aren't concerned with the other. No, I'm state. way more you're concerned not- with the one that's going to try to put me I in know prison. You are. Uh, and my friends in prison and other peaceful people in prison who have not harmed another human being. And China is not threatening to do that. Not they you. just want to sell a bunch of crap. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> China China puts lots of people in prison. In their own country, Indeed. Yeah. Right. If I had to pick between Washington, D.C., Beijing, and Moscow as to which one I wanted to rule the world, I would pick Washington, D.C. All right? I would reject the premise because I don't have to pick. I understand. You don't have to. Yeah. But that's fine. All I'm doing is realizing that, you know, some of these things stand as bulwarks to other things, that, you know, politics is a real problem in the world and it really exists. And, you know, if libertarians wish really hard, it still doesn't make a damn bit of difference because we've been wishing for 20 years on Free Talk Live. And then why carry on, Mark? Why carry on what? The ideas of liberty. Well, the ideas of liberty, because somebody needs to stand for them. But you're not going to you're not going to wish Washington D.C. away. I don't think she said you were. I'm just making it clear what's going on here. Beijing, Moscow, and Washington D.C. exist. I heard you essentially saying that the fight for liberty is futile. You will that may never, not have been what you it, attempted. It will not to be convey. achieved. Not without uh, go. Not, not without real real better plans. All right, going to Concord and saying. We don't like what you've said isn't going to achieve anything. And I've watched it happen over and over again. I mean, good luck to you. Thanks for defending my liberties and all that good stuff. So I guess that means you're not coming out on Saturday? Probably not. Well, you're going to be in Florida anyway. Um, But, uh, you know, I mean, start a special economic zone where people could have more uh, freedom and economic freedums and social freedoms and stuff like that. Yeah, that's Still waiting like, on that one. I know. I'm working on it, man. But yeah. it's it, this isn't the kind of thing that gets done overnight. No. I'm still waiting on Neither y'all going and streaming at the governor the to do something. What? Neither is the dissolution of the state. All no, of these things take a very long time. Yeah, the dissolution of the state isn't going to work by yelling at the state. All you're doing is... Um, All yeah. you're doing is inviting invasion by the state. You have well, the special point economic zoning. You think the United States military is actually going to allow this taxless place to continue? you existing i'm not going out saturday to yell at the state i'm going out saturday to connect with other human beings and talk to them and give them information about secession and you know hear what they have to say and how they're feeling and that you know connecting with other people that's what events like 
protests are about for me. It's not about convincing some statist of something. I'd also point out that you said, you know, thanks for going out to defend my freedoms. Um, and I, I realize you were being a bit facetious with that, but I don't give a damn about your freedoms. I was out there defending my freedoms. Well, Those are the ones I care about. People don't care if you defend your own. They care if you defend uh, other people. So they, well, by they defending want my own, I'm defending other people's. But Agreed. let's not pretend like That's it was what... some selfless thing. Well, um, that, I'm not. We're, we weren't out there like, we're here for Mark Edge's freedom. Okay, well, go ahead and shake a <laughs> copy of Atlas Shrugged at them. I've never read Atlas Shrugged. Me neither. So I can't. I'm just saying is that that sounds very much like these sort of anti-altruism arguments of Ayn Rand. Okay. Who did you interview, Mark? We're going to be playing an interview coming up, I think. Yeah, I uh, interviewed the the folks from Divi, and it's uh, it's really cool. they got some cool stuff going on over there. Yeah, so stay tuned. We've got that coming up in just a moment. So if you like the show, again, head on over to amp.freetalklive.com or just go to the website to check out the archive there going back more than 10 years. That's freetalklive.com. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show here on Free Talk Live. This is Mark Edge, and today I have with me Nick Sapinero from Divi. Nick, you there? I am here. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, we've been talking about Divi on Free Talk Live for some time now, and it's my understanding that there's a bit of a milestone that's been reached. You guys are in beta? Yeah, we will be in beta on the 29th of this month, which is about a week from today. Uh, actually, less than a week. It's an incredibly exciting milestone for me as somebody who's been working on this project for three years and this app particularly for like a year now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think our community is extremely excited and I have like 7,000 people that have signed up to pre-order the wallet. And, yeah, it's a big day. And it's the wallet that we've been talking about on Free Talk Live that's coming in beta. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, it's our, you know, it's, we call it our Divi 2.0 application suite. Um, it's completely revamped, renovated, and totally consolidates all of the fragmented value chain issues that <laughs> we see in not just crypto, but digital finance as a whole. What are the, some of the things that one can expect from the new wallet? So a wallet is an application, an app for your phone, and uh, this will be available in the app stores? Yep. It'll be on Android and iOS at launch. Okay. And exactly. It's, a, it's just like any finance app generally that you would have on your phone. Like if you use Venmo or Cash App or PayPal, those types of things. Um, but it differs in that it actually has cryptocurrency functionality as well. And the beauty of it is, you first of all, you can onboard in 10 seconds. We've already been testing this. So it's easily the fastest onboarding of any crypto wallet that I've seen. And that's Divi's real claim to fame is, is that they make cryptocurrency, which has been complicated and upsetting for people for some time, as easy as they possibly can make it. The idea is, is it's so easy your grandmother can... Um, can, can can handle it right and if and by the exactly. way if uh if you don't have if your grandmother isn't alive now they're talking about you so you can handle it <laughs> <laughs> exactly and we actually we do have several grandmothers and grandfathers uh using our current application that's out right now um and that one's not even as easy as the one that's about to come out so you can imagine it's only going to get easier from here i'm really excited about the fact that anyone from any sort of core competency on earth can get in involved. It's literally you just sign up for the app and we'll actually give you 50 Divi 
just for going through the sign-up process. Now you're a crypto owner out of the gate. It's the easiest onboarding that I've seen. Um, and then from there, you can do everything from set up a, an international bank account number and send money all over the world to anybody who uh, can accept payment in that way. Um, Through a bank account? Exchange. Yeah. So IBANs or international bank account numbers are basically how most of the non-North American world transact. Now, in North America, we use something called ACH, uh, which we'll also have. But um, you'll actually be able to create your own bank account number right there in our app and manage your finances right there. So you, we kind of obviate the need for your Wells Fargo and all of the other uh, criminal organizations <laughs> that have been hoarding our money for so long. So um, like I can take a payment from a friend in some kind of cryptocurrency, right? And yeah. then I can take that cryptocurrency and I can send it to my bank account and all this stuff is seamless. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yep. The beauty is the fact that we own all of the pieces of the value chain and they're all right within the wallet. You do your, your sign up, your KYC, whatever's required to meet the compliance regulations. You do it once. The problem I always have is like, some exchanges I have multiple accounts on because I have a, my own coin and we do various things trading on those exchanges, right? So I have to do KYC two, three, four times on the same exchange. It makes no sense. With our platform, you can actually, we, we're passing all the KYC data securely and privately in the background. So you only sign up once and then everything from there is one click. Um, so if you want to set up a bank account number, one click, set up a masternode, one click, buy some Bitcoin, same thing. It's all seamless, frictionless. That's the goal. Wow. So um, this is a big deal for those that don't understand uh, what a big deal this is. Essentially, the problems with cryptocurrency up to this point have been the, um, you know, just sort of moving back and forth. Not as much the cryptocurrencies themselves that can be done inside of an app. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but you know, you can use uh, shapeshift.io or something like that, and you can take your dash and you can turn it into bitcoin cash or something um there and that can be done but to have it um you know quickly and easily move from divi into bitcoin cash into cash or whatever it is that you need it to do um i'm excited to try this out because um i can only imagine how easy this is going to make things what i i'm concerned though i mean there are people that would be making some large transactions. I mean, don't you have to have, you know, reserves of every sort to make this happen? How's this going to work? Yeah, so initially we'll only launch with Divi, Bitcoin, and the three fiat currencies that we support, which are the Costa Rican Colones, USD, of course, and the Euro. Um, Those are but, big deals. That's covering a good portion of the globe there. It covers, yeah, it covers quite a few people, right? So, um we have the resources to provide enough liquidity to do pretty much everything we need to do with Bitcoin and Divi um, and, of course, Fiat as well. And as the as the ecosystem grows, we'll start to add more coins. We'll have more resources to have more liquidity. We'll always ensure that the user comes first, of course, and that the experience is seamless. We even have fallbacks um, for providing liquidity throughout you know, different exchange networks and partners like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's always where there's a will, there's a way. There's always an answer if you're willing to do the work. Wow. This is pretty exciting stuff. Um, you said that you had more things going on. I hesitate to ask. I mean, I feel like this is as much information as one needs for an interview. This is a big deal. Um, and you say it's going to be May the 29th. This is available. So um, is April 29th. We go into beta. Oh, I'm sorry. And... I looked at the calendar wrong. Excuse me. Uh, no, no. Looking totally at May fine. right here. April 29th. 
Yep, April 29th will be in beta. It's a pseudo public beta. We have volunteer bit testers. If you guys want to, if you guys want to test it, um, just reach out to us on Telegram. We're, we're happy to onboard anybody. How do we do that? Um, it's t.me slash Divi project. Um, okay. or you can find us on social media at Divi project and just ask. Okay. So, um, to get the, to get in on the beta, beta, the first thing to do is to go to the telegram group and then you can uh, get it. So it won't be in the iOS and Android store right off. Not initially. So we're, we have to do our testing, we have to do our security. Um, but we're in the final stages, I would say. Um, we don't have an exact date that we're ready to promote as far as the launch goes, but very, very soon. <laughs> I, we've been waiting for it, but I mean, it sounds like it's really going to be worth it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this... we've, we've really taken our time because we had, we had a, an app basically finished um, that was a fork of, of BitPay. And it just, BitPay is great. Don't get me wrong. It just wasn't what we wanted to build. You know, it was kind of hacked together. What you're going to see, I believe, is well worth the wait. I mean, the fact that you have all of the features of a bank, as well as all the features of a world-class crypto wallet in one place, I think it's, it's going to be worth it. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the complaints that uh, what, what you're talking about there is one of the complaints about the crypto world generally is that everything works. It just doesn't work as seamlessly and easy as it could. And, you know, it's not an insult because it's working, but you, you guys at Divi really, uh, I mean, that's your whole goal is to make things simple. And you've had a lot of luck up to this we point. Have. And uh, we at Free Talk Live, we've been uh, master noding for you guys for some time. We're pretty excited about that. And so it's going to make it very easy for us, too. Yeah, it's beautiful. We actually were just testing today um, a way for you to recover your wallet with just a scan of a QR code. So if you're running a master node right now yeah. um, or, you're, or you're staking your wallet, you don't want to have to go through the process of setting everything up again. Right. Right. So we've made it so that you literally just scan the screen and all your stuff just loads right in. Into your phone, and then you're off to the races again. Are you guys doing this full time? How are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, it, it uh, you know, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I feel like we, none of us really sleep, but um, we do do it full time. Everybody on the team is 100% full time and probably more time than they're contracted for. <laughs> most of them, you know, yeah, a little more time than usual uh, the, over the last month, too. I'm sure. Yeah, we're really ramping up, and everybody's all hands on deck. It's really fun to watch, you know, just the passion across the team because everyone's in my, in my opinion, at this stage of a company, everyone's an owner, you know, everyone feels like an owner, even if they're not entrepreneurs, you know, you own your piece of the puzzle. And I think that really motivates people. So the, uh, the place to go for this is diviproject.org. That's D-I-V-I, diviproject.org. They're going to have the uh, telegram group and all that stuff is going to be right there on the front page. Um, Nick, thank you so much for spending this kind of time with me, and I'm really excited about this this project. Me too. I'm so glad that you had me on to discuss it. Thank yep. you. Thank you so much. Diviproject.org. This has been Free Talk Live. If you like the show, if you enjoy what we're doing, be sure to head on over to freetalklive.com. We've got an archive there and some blogs and all the other cool stuff. Again, check that out. You can find it at freetalklive.com. We'll be back same time tomorrow, Free Talk Live.